Hey everybody, welcome to the Disrupt Davao podcast. My name is Regina and I will be your host. This is a conversation series with entrepreneurs, innovators, and disruptors in Davao City during the times of COVID-19 pandemic. We want to know how our friends are doing, how their businesses are doing, how are they pivoting and thriving in this current climate. We want them to be heard, discovered, and more importantly, feel supported, especially under these extreme circumstances we are in today. So welcome to the show and let's get right to it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Disrupt Devil podcast. If you're new here, my name is Regina Evangelista. Nice to meet you. On this show, we are going to be meeting different Davao disruptors and entrepreneurs. And I'm very excited for this episode because I cannot wait for you to meet our very first guest on the show. I first met our guest and her husband back years ago, I think, when we had a Google event that was co-organized by my co-managers, Pearl and Gay. And I think it was about growth hacking, or I think it was about using technology to help farmers in Davao City improve their process and improve their business entirely. And since then, we have seen each other and we have stayed, con- stay- we stayed connected and talked about, you know, each other's businesses and all, all the other stuff that's going on in our lives. And we kind of kicked things off from there. And since then, I have seen them seeing them and their business grow exponentially. They've been working hard since then, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear their story. Sheila, Reyes, Lau, and Kenneth are the brains behind cacao culture, and they have various cacao products from cacao butter, cacao tea, my personal favorite, cacao nibs, cacao soap, and all the other good cacao stuff they have. Cacao Culture Farms is a social enterprise that seeks to help cacao farmers and women in our community by developing and promoting cacao-based products and encouraging entrepreneurs to use high-quality, locally and ethically sourced cacao products from the Philippines. Cacao Culture Farms cacao products are proudly locally grown, harvested, and processed in Davao City, which by the way, just four days ago, the Department of Agriculture declared Davao City as the cacao capital of the Philippines. Congratulations to every working, you know, hardworking individual in that industry for having earned that title. That is such an amazing news. So let's not wait any longer. Please help me welcome Sheila Reyes-Lau on the show. Hi, Sheila. Hi, thank you for having me. We are so glad to have you um, on board. I think the very first question or the very first part of the show is that you get to introduce yourself for everyone who um, doesn't know about cacao culture yet or yourself or Ken also if you'd like to introduce him as well. Okay, sure. Um, so again, I am Sheila Reyes-Lau. I am originally from Manila. So in 2016, my husband and I decided to move to Davao City. So back then, I was a technology startup founder. So we had a tech startup that was funded by Kickstart Ventures of Globe. And we run that startup for about four years. And then, you know, we decided we wanted the change of uh, lifestyle. 
um, and like totally uprooted ourselves from Manila and transferred to Davao City. So my husband Kenneth and I founded Kakao Culture in 2016. So Kakao Culture is a social enterprise. We work directly with Kakao farmers here in Davao City. And we're focused on creating and promoting amazing cacao and chocolate products from the Philippines. So that's basically yeah. it. <laughs> you know, that's interesting because we have the same roadmap in kind of transferring to Davao City. However, I'm curious, did you just um, choose Davao City randomly, you know, in, out of all the cities in the country? Or did you really did your research on um, where you want to go and stuff like that? Yeah, so um, basically the decision point was move out of Manila. That was the main decision point. Mm -hmm. And then um, for about a year, we went to different provinces in the Philippines. So like we went in the north, um, in like Ilocos, and yeah. then like Cebu, and then Davao. But you know, I've been to Davao as a tourist for maybe like two or three times before. Mm -hmm. And then when we were already weighing the options of like where we want to live, the primary um, like factors that we considered were like, you know, Davao is a city, but then you have uh, access to agriculture and then like quick access to um, like the beach or, you know, like, it's so um, like close to everything and you enjoy the, the benefits of living in a metropolis. So basically like that's uh, like one of the factors that we looked into and also like, um, you know, Davao has great hospitals, they have great schools here and um, mm -hmm. of course the security, um, like the 911, my, my husband Kenneth really liked that you know, it's really functioning when we were visiting as a tourist, we can yeah. see like the ambulance and stuff like that. So, um, so, and then after like deciding, um, like Davao City, that's when we actually found cacao. Uh, like we didn't move to like Davao because of, uh, cacao wow. itself. Yeah. But you know, um, it just happened. I guess it's, I don't know if I call it. it. <laughs> yeah I mean that's the well, before too and coming here my Davao friends would always say just move to Davao it's the only mall with a mountain like with a mountain view and, I, I, yeah. and then the mountain view so they would always always have that as a selling factor to move yeah to you, you know when we're driving like from the city center and then going back to our house because we live um in the southern part like maybe 30 minutes away from the city center and then when you drive during sunset and then you see that backdrop you don't feel like you're in the city right yeah yeah, yeah that definitely we 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 fell in love again and again um over that view and we're lucky now that we're living in in the heart of the city and still we we get to see that backdrop even when we're here um, that's true yeah so I mean, I mean, the show is really about um, knowing your experience um, battling this pandemic that we are in, unfortunately. And a lot of our viewers would want to know how you guys have experienced it. I mean, did you hit it? Was is it that bad, 
or how have you got guys pivot and move things around? I mean, if there's, can you, can you let us go, can you go, uh, can you share with us um, from the very beginning of the lockdown or until now, what have you guys experienced so far? Yeah, so um, maybe I'll just uh, give a background of like what we do specifically. Yeah. So we we run a farm. It's a three hectare farm in Kalinan, Davao City. That's the agricultural area here in Davao. And then we also manufacture cacao products. So we have like cacao nibs, unsweetened chocolate, or what we know of as tablea. Yeah. And then we have um, cocoa powder and cocoa butter. So um, so we have that part of the business, like the farm, and then we have the cacao beans as raw materials, and then we have the retail or finished products. So um, we're actually already in our fourth year. Yay! It's our fourth anniversary this month, specifically wow. September. <laughs> so um, when, when the lockdown happened we were so busy actually in the first part of the year because we uh we got uh approved for a loan to build a factory um buy like uh chocolate making equipment so uh we were so busy like uh doing the business plan and then talking to the banks Mm -hmm. um because the government uh, has a program for um, agribusinesses through land bank. So we, we were so busy in the first part of the year and looking forward to um, having our own chocolate factory set up by wow. you know this maybe end of the year or early part of next year. And then the pandemic happened. So yeah. um, it was like um, the, the very first thing that we... Um, like felt was oh no what's gonna happen with our loans or like our uh the plan for the chocolate factory but then again we were like oh it's a good thing we didn't get the loan because you know if we got it and then this pandemic happened then how are we gonna pay off right you know loan so you know it we we still um thought of it as a blessing so um the main um, factor really is the, the our sales went down. So when the lockdown happened, it was March, middle of March, we were still fulfilling some orders. Yeah. And then um, we have distribution in the malls and like specialty stores in Manila. So all of those orders got, you know, halted because there were no... Um, cargo uh, or like flights going to Manila Um, and then all of the malls closed down so we know that um, those distribution channels that we were you know already um, operating in uh, will close down so we will not have any sales on those channels so um, and we know that we will feel the impact that around April or May and that's you know that really happened our sales significantly went down during those months yeah. um, so what we did because we have a tech background and um, ever since we established Kahao Culture we are a firm believer in technology yeah so we were operating on we have our own 
um, e-commerce shop and we have a strong presence in Shopee and Lazada. So that's where we focused our energies. But, you know, it didn't like happen that the sales like uh, skyrocketed mm -hmm. online. It's not like that because during like March or April, people were still not buying because everyone is so unsure about this pandemic, right? So um, people were not really buying and then there were challenges in logistics. Yeah. So like people received their orders uh, like a month after they ordered it online. So um, it was really challenging. So, um, but we pushed our online presence through Facebook ads. Yeah. Uh, we targeted mainly Mindanao or like Davao region because of the challenges in logistics. We know that we should focus on our local market. Yeah. We offered free delivery. Uh, we offered free shipping. We opened up our home office as a pickup point because our um, like physical stores here in Davao closed down as well. So like we did a lot of things just to be able to um, generate sales. And we are very grateful for all the people, all the all the customers who still bought online and supported us. And I think what helped is that we were very active and conscious on our customer service. Yeah. So, yeah, even if they're receiving their orders after a month, they will give us a feedback, you know, even if it took a long time, uh, the, the long wait was worth it, something like that. So, like, we gave out freebies, we gave out, you know, like little notes that thanking them for supporting us. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So like we did a lot of we just adjusted based basically adjusted based on like our customers' feedback, what's really happening on the ground. Like if we can't um like if we can't ship through LBC, we'll we'll really find a way to ship through other means, just you know, to serve the orders of our customers and just to continue selling online. Yeah, we we also shifted as a customer. We also uh, we also here as a we shifted our buying practices. So we are now buying so much from Food Panda, from Grab, from Facebook Marketplace. And while we were scrolling in Food Panda, there they have a feature called Shops, and I saw you guys there. <laughs> And I told my husband, yeah. like, Chuck, hey, they're here, they're here, they're, they're, I mean, we were so proud of you guys for having, you know, you're everywhere, you're in Shopee, you're in Lazada, you're online, you're, you guys are very responsive, you guys are on YouTube, you know, there's no <laughs> way people can't find you anymore, like, you guys have, um, yeah, like you said, you have very strong um, digital presence, and I think more businesses should copy that, more businesses should have that as practice. Because again, customers are shifting their buying behavior, their go-to place to shop. Um, That's true. How are your yeah. sales? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know. How are your sales with? Um, so, do, do you guys just mainly focus on Facebook? Despite having been like you, you guys are everywhere. But you, you just mentioned Facebook ads. Is that what? Is that the most effective? So what, what, yeah, what happened was um, 
we grew our on uh, our Facebook followers um to about I think ten thousand before the pandemic happened. Yeah, um, ten thousand followers, but those followers are mainly from Manila. Mm. So why uh, we did Facebook ads so that we can target other um, provinces and specifically also expand our followers in Davao City because um, as I said, the sales uh, online went down because of the logistics challenges. So, you know, we had to really focus on the local market or those like provinces near uh, Davao City. Yeah. Um, and then we relied heavily on Facebook ads to drive traffic to our website. So, and then that's where we pushed all the promotions like free shipping, discount codes, stuff like that. And then what's good about like being on Shopee also is that Shopee was very um, helpful in terms of promoting also local businesses um, and in partnership with DTI. So they had a national food fair on Shopee. Mm -hmm. And because people were used to, you know, shopping already on Shopee and then they have free shipping vouchers also. So what we did was we created Facebook ads so we can also lead them to our Shopee shop. Mm -hmm. So that's basically how we used uh, Facebook to direct them or like lead generation for our online shops. Nice. And these things, these new practices or um, these new things that you are adapting in your businesses, is there any way, uh, do you think these are going to be permanent? Should we, for example, we go back to the normal, do you guys want to stay here? Is this the way moving forward or are you going to be doing a hybrid model or what's, what's the plan here? Um. Initially, I think even before the pandemic started, because there are still a lot of challenges in the e-commerce landscape in the Philippines, like, of course, internet. Yeah. So, um, uh, that's the primary challenge, I think, for, for everyone who's selling online. Um, um, so I, even before the pandemic started, my belief is that it should be like a hybrid uh, mm -hmm. You, you need to have multiple sales channels and that should be like online and offline. And then you should also have like variations or like uh, differences in your client base. Like you have your retail, you have your wholesale or distribution. Yeah. Um, and then you have your institutional or food service type uh, like uh, bakeries or restaurants stuff like that so that when one sales channel or distribution channel is blocked then at least you still have you know other channels where you can generate revenue so um i believe or and then i think even if after the pandemic people will still buy offline that's because of the call for support local and support your mm. community like, you know, in Manila, I've heard about my friends talking about Viber community groups where yeah. they buy from people within or near their community selling stuff uh, or like baking or cooking food. 
Yeah. So, um, I think the main thing is that um, technology was really highlighted. So you have no escape but to embrace it right now. But I still believe that people will still buy offline. So you need to have like that option to have that store or somewhere like people yeah. can pick up because it will still be a long way for like the internet to be stable and like everyone have access and also um, payment. Like not everyone is banked or like has credit card right now. So I think we're seeing a, a growth in the usage of e-wallets. Yeah. Right. Like Gcash and Paymaya. And I think that's really good that now people are really embracing it. But this technologies or this platforms has been here for like a long time. (laughs) But it's now that people are really embracing it. So that's that's really a good thing. I think this pandemic has really forced everyone online. It's a good thing. But, you know, uh, the infrastructure has to catch up. Yeah, I know we we in our business too felt felt that there has to that you know there needs changes. Um, but because we had problems with our internet just last week and the customer service, but you know that's a whole different story. Um, that's all a different episode. But another question is also do 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 you notice like um, people now in this pandemic? go to like buy a certain product if you have a certain product that is selling more than the others or is it just the same for everything yes you know um we were looking at our sales because every every month we're really looking at our numbers yeah we're really seriously <laughs> looking at our numbers every month right now just so we can easily shift strategies if we need to so yeah. what we noticed during the first part of the lockdown, the buying behavior was like, uh, was like similar to before pandemic. So they're still buying uh, the tablea or the nibs uh, mm-hmm. and the chocolates. But, you know, I think it was spurred because of we were in lockdown for so long that we all became home cooks and home yeah. bakers. <laughs> Right? So we noticed like um, starting June and July, the product that was really like flying off our online shops uh, is the cocoa powder because yeah. everyone was baking. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not just like from Davao, customers from all over the Philippines are buying our powder. And then we also noticed an uptick in, our, uh, in the sales of chocolates. Um, initially, there were some, you know, customer feedback about it melting because of the long logistics, um, like delivery lead time. But what we did was really just found ways on how to package it effectively and efficiently yeah. so that it won't melt, melt along transit. So um, we right. were able to serve uh, our customers' order of chocolates and they didn't melt thankfully <laughs> so there i am um, i think because of that trend uh that's what we saw in the um sales of our products okay um how about um something competition during this pandemic 
I mean, before pandemic and this current and this situation we are in right now, do you notice also a decline in competitions? Because I can see, unfortunately, a lot of shops closed down, a lot of factories um, paused their um, operations. Other people won't even spend money or time in marketing during this pandemic because they say no one is buying, yada, yada. But you guys have pushed um, marketing, pushed your sales even uh, during this lockdown. Do you notice a decline in the competition in your industry? Um, so what we initially noticed is in the cacao industry, um, the cacao beans mm -hmm. were um, like the raw materials. There were a lot like it's not selling off because most of the manufacturers or the people buying the cacao beans to turn it into products stop production like even us we stopped production we were just selling off our inventories yeah so because of that i think or um this is just you know what i noticed in the in facebook marketplace a lot of maybe cacao growers or those with cacao beans turn them into tablea so if you look at the uh, market is right now there are a lot of tablea yeah. sellers out there um but you know we've we've always seen tablea as a commodity like it's something that is um you know easily accessible so what we did was we innovated mm -hmm. uh, some products so we introduced cacao tea so that's um like a mild version of Tablea. It just smells like chocolate, but the taste is like tea. So we innovated on that part, and then we also introduced some other products like um, our cocoa butter-based soaps. So mm. um, even even if you know we saw a lot of competition in Tablea, as I said, the market um, uptick for cocoa powder also. Um, also grew so and i think the push for support local or supporting local producers also helped because um i know there are a lot of other like cheaper or more affordable cocoa powder out there but you know we saw uh, a lot of people buying and supporting local cacao products um in terms of competition even before we started the business, our belief is that um, it's co co -op cooperation. Is it? Co yeah. Cooperation. <laughs> Something like that. Is that like a that. But um, in, in the tech startup um, industry, we have this term rising tide lifts all boats. Mm. So even when we joined, this industry, this new industry, um, agriculture and cacao, we already have that mindset, you know, that we're not really seeing um, other cacao companies as competition because every one of us, if we promote local cacao products, if we, you know, just support everyone, then everyone will benefit the industry as a whole will benefit. So um, 
for me, the competition is good to push for innovation, to push for quality, higher, you know, um, higher quality products. So the standards will be raised as well. And then the customers will be happy because of that, you know, because they'll, they'll, they will benefit from, uh, from the pricing or the quality of the products, right? So, um, and then what we also did, um, because we're uh, one of the few in the industry um, who really is in e-commerce or yeah. is adept in technology, um, we actually opened up our website for uh, other cacao uh, brands. Nice. So now if you check our website, www.cacaoculturefarms.com, we're actually carrying other Davao cacao companies already. Wow. And I think this is one of the shifts or one of the um, major shifts that we're making going forward. You know, that cacao culture is not just about us. It's really about Philippine cacao and chocolates and celebrating the amazing cacao that we have here in the Philippines. So um, moving forward, what we want to do is to, you know, uh, just add on more brands, carry more brands. And these are um, the brands that we're carrying right now are small, medium enterprises mm-hmm. who aren't really like into um, social media and e-commerce. So that's like one of the ways, you know, that we wanted also to help our industry. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's that I I didn't know you guys have done that. That's, that's really, really good. I mean, the, a lot of, we see a lot of push and a lot of um, support and people are saying support the local stores, yada, yada. And then we're like, okay, how do we find them? When they when we go find them, it's it's difficult to buy. It's difficult. It's really hard. There's a lot of. It's just like a <laughs> jungle to go through just to, to just to buy their products. It's really hard for us to support as well. But if you make it easier for the consumers like this one, and everything is on your store, I mean that's so so nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, even if we're carrying, uh, like multiple tablea brands on our website the market still dictates and right. um, what what's good is you know we're really showing them you know we have a lot of tablea you should try this you should try this so what's the difference um you should uh find out yourself try <laughs> <So laughs> it so, yeah, you know not really just um i think uh like pushing down other brands just to highlight our brand or something like that. And I think like um, in any industry, like um, especially during this time, it's better to cooperate rather than, you know, push or pull each other down. Yeah, we don't have time for that. (laughs) Okay, so we're on almost on top of the hour, but um, do you have any advice to entrepreneurs um, or those in your industry specifically? I know you have mentioned a lot of golden nuggets already, but if there's one advice you can do for, you know, you can say to entrepreneurs right now that are struggling or really don't know how 
to, you know, go through this uncertain times. Um, maybe you have something more to share to them. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll start with, um, it's not too late to learn, mm. uh, like technology, uh, or all these tools like Facebook ads or online shop, like creating your own online shop on Shopee or Lazada. It's not too late to embrace this technologies. Yeah. Um, it's not too late to learn <laughs> anything really. If if there's something that I got, like me personally, I got out of this situation, out of this experience, is that I got back time, you know, to think about mm. what I wanted to learn or like, like I got time to really just read a book or um, take an online class or watch a YouTube channel about vlogging or something because that's yeah. what I've been um, meaning or wanting to do for the longest time, which I didn't have time before the pandemic started. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess let's all take this opportunity to improve ourselves and to learn. Um, and that's not just for entrepreneurs, but for everyone out there, you know, um, because the investment in yourself or mm -hmm. developing yourself is so valuable. You can't really like put any price in that, right? So um, I guess that's the, the main thing that I want to, to impart or to share to everyone. Um, and then, um, because of this pandemic, um, and then be, and at the beginning, I, I talked about opening or setting up our own chocolate factory, right? Yeah. It actually hampered me to move forward because I was thinking, oh, so it's not going to happen. So maybe I won't do chocolates anymore. or like Because mm -hmm. I, I saw that as a block. Like, I can't do anything because in my mind, the chocolate factory is not set up, so I can't make chocolates or something yeah. like that. So, like, um, but I think um, that's just in your mind or just that that's just in your head. And um, I need to do a lot of talking and, um, like, talking to Kenneth um, and then talking to other mentors in the industry or talking, uh, talking to other chocolate makers uh, out there to push me also to do something and that's that block is just in your head whatever will help you to go past that block like take it take an online class watch a vlog watch a video talk to other people in your industry or talk it out with your mentor uh learn a, learn that skill or take that online class because really i i know it's cl very cliche but just do it <laughs> you know just get over that block and do it and that's what i did you know i i did chocolates in a small room here in in our home office um and just started selling chocolates again because if i i will wait for the chocolate factory to happen that might not happen anymore <laughs> because yeah. you know the loan that the loan 
actually got taken back. Um, so we don't have the funds anymore to do uh, like proper chocolate factory setup or buy all the equipment that we have. So that's just what I did. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> yeah, my husband ordered the almond chocolates and we're excited to taste it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so I think the last one is where can the uh, where can everyone reach you um, or avail your products? You mentioned your website. You know, what's your website? Your Shopee? Any any way? I mean, you also I think I saw the um, the uh, Cacao City shop is opening soon. Uh, maybe you can uh, tell us more about that. Yeah. So um, maybe I'll. Uh, share first like where they can follow cacao yes. culture so we are on facebook as cacao culture farms and instagram as cacao culture ph okay and then we also have a youtube as you said so we do some <laughs> yes. uh, videos about cacao and chocolate so we are on youtube as cacao culture farms and then we also have a website uh, that's our online shop, cacaocultureforms.com. Mm -hmm. And me personally, you can reach me uh, through my Instagram at Sheila Reyes Lau. Um, and then Cacao City, as you said, so that's our, actually our physical store here in Davao. It's a cooperative of different cacao producers and stakeholders here in Davao City. So overall, we are carrying nine brands um if you're familiar with malagos cacao de davao rosario's chocolates and cacao culture is there yeah. yeah so uh before the pandemic happened we actually closed down because of renovations in the area hmm. um and then the pandemic happened we were supposed to open around um april or may in a new location yeah. But then that just uh, got delayed. So we're reopening soon. Hopefully, by the end of this month, we are at the new Davao City Investment and Promotion Center. That's a new building beside the Pasalubong Center mm. uh, along Palma Hill Street. So if you're familiar with People's Park and Appleview Hotel, that's yeah. just in the area. Okay. Nice. We should go visit. Yes, and hot chocolate. Uh, we have hot chocolate, and then we have a lot of very delicious chocolates yeah. <laughs> made by different uh, Davao City cacao processors. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think just a quick follow up. So, do you guys, when you are thinking of opening that, what are some of the things or measures that you guys are thinking? once you open because i know we have lots uh we have different protocols um by the government when you know when you, you want to reopen your shops have you also gone through that whole process yeah so we're actually preparing now for all the requirements by the local government like having a health declaration form by the entrance yeah. um and then having like pick up counters for deliveries food delivery pickups like that mm. um and then of course having a limited number of customers inside the store um 
alcohol, face mask, and face shields, stuff like that. But I think um, the major preparations that we're doing also is that we're gearing up Kakao City to be online as well. So we'll have a new website, mm-hmm, kakaocity.com, where you can order um, ahead of time and then pick it up in the store or have it delivered to your house where well that's only available for Davos oh, City yeah. residents first but then we're um, slowly transitioning Kakao City online as well so that we'll be able to deliver nationwide so more people can enjoy Davao chocolates nice 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 all right, so thank you so much, Shields, for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time and everything that you've shared to us. Um, guys, please go visit and support our local cacao farmers. Um, we are going to be sharing or putting everything, all the links on the show notes. So please check them out. If all else, just please support um, our local farmers. You know, go to their page and buy um, their products. So, Shield, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, have a, have a great day. Thank you, Reg. Thank you for having me. And I hope uh, you're able to share, you know, um, what we've gone through this pandemic and hopefully um, inspired you to do something for your business as well. At the end of every episode, I will be sharing a quote for us to ponder or reflect upon and for this episode I am going to be sharing one of the things that Sheila mentioned and that is a rising tide lifts all boats and that is such an amazing aphorism that is associated with the idea that an improved economy will benefit everyone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Disrupt Davao podcast. As always, stay safe and I'll see you around.